so we're rolling now. Oh, I have to. I'm, I have to call it. Chatter, roll, roll whenever you want, Chatter. I'll fix it in post. Okay. All right, everybody, here we go. We're on mission. <laughs> we're on course. Could you roll your d20s and tell me what happened last time? Pretty please. Oh, now we roll. Okay. Oh, my God, Jesus. <laughs> Nine. I rolled a 10. Okay. Oh, I just rolled for the first time right now. <laughs> Definitely didn't already roll, and it's a 13. I'm still, I want to use my 19 from before, yeah. but I'll, I'll re-roll I didn't re-roll. I, I, I rolled a 10. I rolled a 10 at first. I was like, you know what? I this mean, seems a little low. Let me re-roll. And then I got it again. Yeah. I'm not asking you to re-roll. <laughs> Just read your thing. I'm trying to make this easier Ooh, for you. Wow. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. hey. Baby. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, baby, a triple. Oh, gabagoo. Hey. Mom, get the camera. It's oh, chowder. Hey. chowder. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, yes. Chowder, tell me what happened in the last uh, last episode of Dicey Wawa. Previously. Wawa-wee-wah. On Dice Populi. Serafina is like, hey, you're about to go meet this dragon to convince him, hey, maybe we can make time unfucked. So, let me help you out. Let me grant you some wishes. So, first off was Jetta. Jetta's like, why don't we get an airship? And Serafina is like, if I had some schematics, I could make you one. But really, I that went to seems... school for liberal arts, not engineering. <laughs> and uh, honestly, you have that like magic boat thing that could turn into airships so long as you got some schematics. And, you know, we're like, that could turn into an airship. I thought we just thought it was seafaring vessels. But oh, sweet. Fuck. Yeah. Could I just have everybody re- recap their wish and then Chatter can like recap the plot after that also? I wanted to make Jerry into a real boy and then got into like a little argument with little Miss God about the ethics of that. <laughs> Locke, what was your wish? Uh, I wished to be more powerful and now I can teleport 30 feet every turn for free. Dope. It's great. <laughs> Matt, what did you I wish? was I was questioned on why I, I wanted that and I had no good answer. So You sure didn't. Maeve wanted to get swole too, but in a different mm. way. Brain swole. She wanted better control over her wild magic powers so she gained two levels and a couple of years on her age dude where do you work out the library jetta you tried to wish for the airship didn't work what did you end up getting the the second wish she ended up was for the ability to find anyone or anything uh she wants so uh seraphina gave her a map of scrying which like you know lets her scry the location of Anybody or anything at a, what was it, 25 gold cost or something like that? Yeah, yeah, pretty a pretty low gold cost um, that you sacrifice. It'll disapparate, and then you can view the familiar creature on the map. Does the Got map you. have a coin slot? Yes, absolutely <laughs> it does. Are you That's kidding me? <laughs> That's okay. good. Matt, I just have to genius. ask. You genius. That's Matt's incredible. Got a slot, yes. I have you so might- many slot machine sounds from your fucking little <laughs> casino adventure. You're welcome. <laughs> So she wants to use it to a find uh what was that gnome's name the Ivolishi Ivolishi because Ivolishi might have the ability to make us the schematics for an airship. So importantly, where did the episode leave off? What are you doing next? Balbrew's wish was to like fix up the uh, Liberty, and Serafina basically got got all the materials and crafts people together to fix up the Liberty. So we're the where everyone left off, we're about to like uh, uh, set off, and like Mave is like, "Oh man, I think we gotta go to Far Point," and that's where now, we're what, going. what in the world Wait, was that what? accent? Just roll with it. We have to go to Far Point, my Charlie. Y'all sort of piece together bits of information from uh, throughout the campaign to realize that the, the issues with the Black Tide losing control of their people, places that mage lords are congregating, all sorts of information, all points to the southwestern corner of the Badlands, which is very close to Far Point. Uh, and Serafina herself said in the southern parts of this land. So if you're looking for the Dragon Lee, who allegedly erected the tears in a hope to remove them and resolve the timelines, stop the mage lord incursions, I guess that's where we're going. So we're gonna jump ahead in time just a little itty bitty bit. It is the next day. You have all gotten a long rest. You may refresh anything you need to refresh. It is sunup and you make your way down to the docks 
where Bottle Brew is drinking a mug of tea and overseeing the hastiest crew of repairs people you have ever seen. It seems that Serafina's magics do work in maybe unexpected ways as she not only furnished them with the materials, but also the energy and motivation to complete these updates in record time. And over the next couple of hours, you spot the Liberty shaped into a most pristine version of itself like you've never seen. It has always been sort of a roughshod patchwork of different ship parts that, I mean, Bottle Brew has cobbled together over the years in his attempts to cross the tears, uh, help individuals. But here it looks like something straight out of a Mage Lord dock. This looks absolutely pristine. There are no jutting bits of metal. It is all smooth. The word Liberty is no longer scrawled in red paint, but emblazoned in shining gold letters. And as you bid farewell to the people of the island, to see you off at the docks waving goodbye, uh, Theron Fuadel, Desan Vea, Gemma and Tamara running across the fields enjoying their company as you leave Feldrum and the refugees of Stoneholm behind, sailing south. So as the four of you stand atop the deck of the updated Liberty, uh, if I recall, we had some set roles uh, quite a while ago, but I'm not really gonna enforce that just yet because you are still hatching a plan. What do you do? Maybe you're gonna. You, you're saying Farpoint like it's a place we're familiar with. I mean, I guess everyone else would be familiar, but I'm not. So, um, that's where we were taken when we first came to the Badlands. And since it's like, I mean, uh, Maeve like kind of points at the map, mm-hmm. uh, shakes it a little bit because it's, it's not moving. Just does anybody have money to work this thing? <laughs> Actually, uh, we, I think that's a major stumbling block for us because we're broke. <laughs> Colin thinks like a massive amount of money is like five gold. Oh, no, you guys have a lot of gold. You got I mean, you have the stores of the Liberty at your disposal and you guys got like a couple hundred on some of your early stuff when you sailed out of Nar any all and then over to the Black Tide HQ, you guys were able to plunder some stuff from some shipwrecks. So, yeah, no, you have you have pocket, you have spending money. Oh, I have 109 gold on me. Cool, and then you yeah. have more. At this point, money's not an object because we're not really dealing with an economy. Okay, yeah, so then she'll, then I'll just assume Sorry. like the map is like, uh, we, <laughs> we put some coins into the map and everything starts moving and shaping itself into like the shape of the, the islands. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she'll kind of she'll point to Jetta. So that's uh, that's Firepoint. That's where we started off uh, when we were all brought to the Badlands. We were all in a in a cage, and then oh yeah, and I shrunk a rock. I forgot about that. And then, oh, I miss Bell. In the top right corner of the screen, Locke's toe disliked that. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, what, what is, what, so what's going on with Jerry? So that is something that I would like to, to have you explain to me in just a moment. I do want to flesh, if Colt's not at this and he's spending time with Jerry, that's fine. But I, I do want to zero in a little bit on what you're doing with the map and what plans you're laying out. I'm going to like fish out like even more coins from wherever, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have coins, wait, so wait, wait, I wait, kind wait, of wait, imagine wait, I'm reaching wait. into other people's pockets here. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me. Give me, give me, give me one of the coins, and then I'm gonna try to like take uh, a little pick and mm-hmm. and poke a <laughs> hole in the coin, <laughs> and then tie a string around the 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 into the the hole in the coin, mm-hmm. so that I can put it in and pull it back out. Just classic shenanigans, okay. really. You uh, you successfully do that to the coin. There's no container in which the coin goes. I think they just disappear. I'm t- can, can I try it, please? Uh, Locke, as you slip the strung coin into the very, very flat coin slot in the corner of this map, please roll a sleight of hand check. Okay, I'm not good at this. That's a seven. Uh, the coin, uh, even though it's only bouncing up against paper, kind of makes a series of hard kathunks as though it's rattling down a channel of shaped metal, but the sound quickly fades as the coin disappears from the uh, other end of the string, and the tail end of the string is just strung through the map, blowing in the wind. Uh, your gold consumed, but you have not selected a subject. Uh, I've Olishi. Uh, Jetta, it is worth knowing that the Nar Any All version of yourself does not know Ivo Lishi, so someone familiar with him would oh. have you. We said who? 
Ivo we described last Ivo, but I don't know if that's good enough. If you really want to... Not according to scrying, so... You have a better chance if you've actually met the person than if you've had the person described to you, so it would be better. Okay, well, I will... Do I have to say it? Jetta says Ivo Lishi, and the words hang in the air as nothing happens. I guess Locke, Locke will be, like, staring and just be... Oh, 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 Ivo Lishi. As you say these words, the map, uh, much like when you powered it on, begins to shuffle and shimmer a little bit. Uh, everything settles. Shimmering dot, uh, dead south, like at six o'clock on this map, if you were to read it as such. Uh, floating over uh, one of two medium-sized islands to the north of a very large one. This is close to uh, something that is labeled on the map as it appears, the word Avaron. As Averon shimmers into existence, uh, you now understand that Ivolishi is not that far from the Black Tide headquarters, just a little bit south. However, it is quite a ways further, double the journey from Feldrum to Farpoint, uh, and will be quite a detour. Is this 6 a.m. or p.m.? Right, uh, <laughs> you mean on the clock that is the map? <laughs> I'm glad it took you a second to get it. <laughs> it did. I was like, I said it, son up, you dummy. <laughs> Ivolishi is is squarely outside of your route. You can get to him, but if you're looking for the exact location of Lee the Dragon, uh, that's maybe not going to be your fastest way of finding information. At this, Bottle Brew walks by and sees the shimmering waypoints, and he's like, Ugh. Looks a lot like what Zula Ragnar's got up on her ship. And he just keeps on walking I mean, by, scratching his He was feet. inspired by what Zula Ragnar's got, so, you know. A so, clever uh, lass you are at that. And he uh, walks up to the to the steering wheel. By the way, you got a coin? I, I kind of want to find find another person as well. Uh, he uh, he sort of grumbles and takes a coin out of his pocket and flips it over to you. I uh, slot the coin in. Uh, Jetta. The map shimmers and shifts and settles back into its original position in a blue dot appears exactly where you are right now at the southern tip of the island of Feldrum. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. I guess I gotta be specific on this one. Anyone got another coin? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give a coin. Well, I guess uh, I'm not there necessarily, so maybe not. I mean, you, you can be wherever you are. You could be on the on the deck just not standing next to them if you want to. I'm, I'm, I'm with Jair Beer, wherever Jair Beer is. Okay. Um, you ask for a coin and, and everybody's sort of like patting down their pockets. Uh, Roll a deck save, Jetta. Uh, okay. 15 plus, uh, four. Your roguish instincts kicked in as you just managed to sidestep the whoosh of a gold coin that somebody dropped you from the crow's nest. Thank you! No problem! I slot that coin in. Uh, what's the word I should specifically use? This universe's Jetta, maybe? Well, I mean, it was the, the caterer, right? So, maybe that would be helpful? At Maeve's prompt, I would like Locke, Jetta, and Maeve to roll history check with advantage. Hey, yo! I got a 21. Locke, it comes to you like a lightning bolt. Yeah, it was, it was, it's uh, Jetta's Gabagool and Sundries. I thought, you are Jetta, you should know this, man. I don't own a, the Jetta who owns Gabagool, Jetta's Gabagool and Sundries. Can you show me that? The map does its little shifty bit and then it says, try again later. No, it surfaces <laughs> back up to the map. Uh, as everything settles into place and a third blue dot appears on Averon, very near Ivo Lishi, believe it or not. Interesting. Ivo Lishi is in bed with the Gabagool. <laughs> um, so we're at a point where you guys are all staring at the map. You have these locations in play, but Bottle Brew is going to holler at you again. He's like, actually, I suppose I should ask, could we be setting a specific course heading here? Where are we going exactly? And the answer falls to you three. Um, where are you going exactly? Well, it would appear that a lot of our waypoints here are pointing to Averon. Yeah, like, but that's not where the dragon is. But, like, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we can get Ivolish to make that airship, getting from Averon to uh, Farpoint or uh, where the dragon is would be child's play. Mm hmm? Huh? Yeah, but we could just go to Farpoint first and then go to Averon. Because the only reason why we need to go to Averon is to get an airship, which would then take us back to Farpoint. Yes. Listen, I'm, I'm just trying to pitch you on a thing I'm excited about, so, you know. As as you uh, are looking at the map lock and Jetta's sort of, like, kind of defending her position, you are looking over that south 
western point of the map, you did recently recall that Tony Lyons said that the Ghost Riders, the sort of split faction of the Black Tide after you killed Kiso, uh, is operating in that southwestern corridor. So you also know that passing through that area would also expose you to a threat that you don't necessarily understand yet. To go to Avaron? Or yes, the, yeah. But like, are the Ghost Riders, wait, where's Avaron? Because the Ghost Riders are like close to the dragon in the south of Puerto Momoke. Yeah, and Avaron is like closer to Black Tide, right? If we go to Avaron, we're, Avaron, we're gonna be passing through Ghost Rider and Black Tide territory, and neither one of them are going to be friendly to me. Oh, Black Tide is run by Tony Lyons at this point. I thought Black Tide was run by your friends, dude. One of them would be friendly to me. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to get from uh, Averone to Farpoint after the fact, we would be going straight through Ghost Rider territory. We'd be flying over Ghost Rider territory. Okay, that doesn't mean that they don't have ways to fuck us up. You also kn- all know very firsthand that the Black Tide does have... Um, ballistas that can shoot yeah. things out of the air. What, uh, which side of the island is, are the things that we need on Averon exactly? Locke, you look closely at Averon. It seems to be sort of a long, curvy island with two smaller uh, land masses above it. Mm-hmm. Those are where the dots of Ivo Lishi and uh, Prime Jetta are, and it seems to be right over the mix. So you hit it on the head. As far as you can tell, it's either going to be Ghost Riders or it's going to be Tony Lyons Black Tide, and you really don't know which. You don't even know what the Ghost Riders are here for. It's also looking like there's there's some moist cave that an Alaskan bullworm could crawl out of. But where are we going? What? Where's a? What is it, Alaska? What's <laughs> What's the destination? We're working on that. Like, listen, I'm not I'm not going to force the issue. All right, well, we can go to Farpoint if we think that's the better call. We're going to Farpoint. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bottle Brew says, At last, set course south, due southwest. And he starts mumbling on to the uh, to the man manning the steering wheel column. Uh, Dennis comes up on deck and helps oversee the deployment of all the sails as you are ripped away from the island by the wind and carried south due to Farpoint. One notably absent person from this entire discussion was Mr. Colt. You did indeed make a wish for Jerry to be a real boy. And though Serafina seemed to comply, there was a little bit of vagary in her answer. So I'd like you to tell me. You are on the liberty with Jerry. How did your wish manifest? Hmm, that's a great question. So my my end goal for Jerry was always to have, basically make him become his best self. Um, and for zombies, that's becoming something called a zombie lord, um, <laughs> which is basically uh, I'll, Jerry. I believe there is a five E version of it. Uh, I could be wrong, but it's basically a high level zombie that is not mindless. You know, it's like you know, it's like not, it's not, it's not a big old dummy anymore. Um, Fuck it. At you, this point, just make him a lich. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want to make him a lich. That might be a little too OP. Um, But in older editions, they were actually quite intelligent and they would uh, potentially have like whole kingdoms of undead underneath them. Um, But they were not just mindless shambling undead. I mean, they were still grody and they were still zombies, um, but they were very rare in previous editions. And that's what I would like for Jerbear. Um, I want I, I, instead of just kind of being you know a shambling doofus that everybody uh, lovable as as that is, I want mm-hmm. I want I want some cogs going on in the background. So something like a white. Um, there's another one where it's basically like an avengeful undead. What was that one? Revenant. So a revenant's an undead. <laughs> Their intelligence is slightly higher at thirteen. Um, their challenge rating is five, but they're basically like, they're like seven, maybe a revenant might be a bad idea considering I killed Jerry. I was the one that would have made him. (laughs) Um, but something maybe like a revenant, similar stats, doesn't actually have to be a revenant where like they're going to hunt me for the rest of their days until they could uh, finally get revenge. (laughs) Then let's lock something in. Would you, uh, are you comfortable picking the white as the uh, monster block that you're using as reference for this? Sure, let's go white. I still want Jerry. I want Jerry to love me. 
<laughs> Jerry's mean, still my that's boy. That's gonna be. That's going to be a matter of role play. So you are... That's uh, a parent's biggest battle right there. Yeah. the <laughs> I'd say that the uh, you approach Jerry as you board the ship. Because Jerry's been on the ship the whole time. You just sort of got on. The sails have dropped and you're going. You find Jerry below decks. Sort of just playing around in the chests where Maeve found her mechanical arm. And Jetta found her special knife. And all this cool shit. Just sort of rifling through. Just playing with junk. Little bits of broken weapon, little pieces of gold lying around, little shirts and stuff. He's just like playing action figures with this stuff. As you come downstairs and this full-grown man is just bashing toys together. What do you do? Jerry, my boy, how how are you feeling? Jerry sort of clams up and all the different things in his hand, he just sort of sets down on the ground. He's sort of sitting there with his back to you. He's like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm fine. What's, uh, What's going on? N- nothing much. I just wanted to check on you. I feel. Are you feeling different than usual? Um, I'm feeling. Yeah, different. And he picks up a little hatchet and he starts eyeing it and, and toying it around in his hand. But he's clamming up. Well, and I wanted to come talk to you. You know, and uh, there's a certain time in every zombie's life when they start to mature and perhaps. Are losing a little more flesh down there than usual. Hey, uh, you're becoming, hey, you've, yo. be, you've become a re, you become a grown boy, and I, I wanted to congratulate you. you. You're different now. You're better. Oh, was that? that your best zombie? I didn't. Maybe I didn't want. You didn't want. You you didn't want to be different. Maybe I didn't want to be a real boy. Well, nobody asks to be born. Nobody asks to be yeah, a real well, boy. Nobody has to be killed either, but you killed me, huh? Well, that I didn't. That's a, that's a, that's a complicated series of offense. You were not. You know, nobody you. else in my life has ever killed me. In all five minutes I can think of right now, everyone's been super nice. They sat me down with these toys, but you shot me in the freaking head. I did not. Well, <laughs> I did not shoot you in the head. I shot the purse. You basically when. when <laughs> When a necromancer loves a, 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 a loves body. a person very much, <laughs> when they love a person very oh, much, this they is create gross, a, a man. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about how I was made. Disgusting. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's the beautiful moment. It's your my my greatest it's not creation. It's sad. I was just standing there doing my job, and then boom. And then I pop out of some bubble. I can't think. I can't talk. And I'm stuck down here in a ship. Well, you're not Will stuck. Will you kill me again? No. You're not stuck down in the ship. You could come up. You could come up there with us. Why well, I wanna. And he picks up the toys again. So you don't have to do anything. But, you know, you could come up. It'll be fun. We could make fun of Maeve together. She grew. She's now awkward and tall and stumbles everywhere. Fuck you. <laughs> like a baby giraffe. Like a baby giraffe <laughs> on the first on the first tepid steps of the savannah. And, and, he, and he like sort of sharply says, I don't know, for a while I've been sort of awkward and stumbling. It hasn't been easy to walk with skin falling off my leg. And he says that a fresh flake falls off his cheek. No, yeah, I mean, it's just everyone's existence is a little bit different, Jerry. But together... Me and you, we're a team. And then us and the others, we're a family. Jerry stands up and sticks his hands in his pockets. And like when he does, the skin on the back of his wrists catches on the corner of the pockets and it sort of like scrapes up like you're peeling a carrot. And his, his arms are like straight down. And he says, like, I guess I wouldn't be here if you didn't bring me back to life and like pull me through time and always sort of ruin your adventures just to save me. Like, thanks, I get it. I wouldn't be here. No, yeah. But I'll help you, but I don't have to be happy about it. Well, okay? I mean, to be fair, you, I'm going to, like, whip my finger around and bring him in close. Like, you really don't have a choice. I mean, at a certain degree, you're my zombie. I'm the necromancer. You kind of have to do what I say, but that doesn't mean we can't have fun during it. Jerry puzzles at the obvious truth you have stated and his own frustration with those limitations and says god i hate it here and he marches upstairs oh you don't have well let's great use that succumb to the dark side <laughs> something something dark side <laughs> oh so the three gosh. of you on top of the deck as you begin to sail south do see a freshly modeled jerry marching out from below decks and standing in the sun and 
externally looks pretty similar, except that there's like a rigidity and a poise to his posture that is actually communicating emotion and not just, you know, like limp zombie stuff. As he sort of like leans over the, the edge of the, the ship, the ship railing and looks at the passing sea. Ah, my boy, isn't it good? The freshy air, the, the wisps and whips of the mist and salt on your flesh. This is what living is. Hey, uh, uh, Bone Master, I think I should probably let you know that he's been flaking around the joint quite a bit, and uh, I'm not... Uh, there are certain workplace regulations regarding biohazards that I will not subject my crew to, so if you could just sort of keep a broom on your belt at all times, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Dennis walks over and hands you a small horsetail broom and dustpan. I'm going to toss this over the side. I'm just going to say, no! <laughs> Dennis, Dennis's hands are still outstretched from handing it to you, and it's just like, this is going to be quite a long journey, isn't it? Yes, with friends and family. And I'm going to, like, take my arm and put it over him. Ah, I'm gonna bring him in and like squeeze him in. Ah, oh, isn't this great? We're, we're becoming a family, Dennis. You tell me what to do, I tell you to fuck off. It's like, it's like you're the daddy, but I'm also a daddy because, because Jerry is my, is my boy. You're like a grandpapa. You know what I did to my dad, right? <laughs> Dennis's face is so fucking blank right now, not enjoying any of this. Eddie, Eddie, and they just say, you misunderstand the dynamic. I'm the captain of the vessel. This is a slipping hazard. Please clean it up. And Dennis walks away. <laughs> ah, slipping hazard. I'm going to walk away not doing a dang thing. <laughs> so the three of you, uh, Jetta, Locke, and Maeve, are all standing around uh, the center of the poop deck here, watching the Liberty sail south. There are a couple other points of order worth considering. One. You are still in Mage Lord territory and have about three days sail ahead of you and have not really had any conversations about that. Two, I don't know if you're taking any active roles in controlling the ship. Uh, and three, once you get to Farpoint, do you have a game plan? These are thoughts that since this is a several day sail, I would like to assume these would come up at some point in conversation. So if you have, if your characters would feel compelled to address them now, feel free. Otherwise, uh, I will proceed the journey. So, I, I missed a lot while I was talking with Jerry. Did I miss anything important? Are we going, we're going to Farpoint, correct? Yep, that's still the plan. Going to Farpoint, yep. I think uh, before we get to the Ghost Riders, though, we're like, we're still kind of near the Mage Lords, right? Uh, if you look at the map, you can confirm that you are very much within Mage Lord territory. You can't see Zula's stuff on this map. Keep that in mind. Okay. So, like, maybe we look at the other map and we try to avoid... Any, like, big fleets and stuff? And then, worst case, we could try to convince them not to stop us and just let us do our thing? Uh, Dennis hears you make this suggestion and says, let me go fetch that sending stone. Dennis returns and furnishes the uh, sending stone to Zula Ragnar and hands it to Locke. Not because Locke is the one that asked for it, but because Dennis is a biased little bitch and handing it to Locke. I, I I don't want to talk to them. In my in my mind picture, like Caltes's hand out. I'll just <laughs> drop it. Dennis in just walks right by. Yeah, Dennis is absolutely ignoring your outstretched hand. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be looking at Calt. I see Dennis walk past. Dennis hands it to me, and I go, oh, "Okay." And then I'm just gonna immediately put my hand over uh, over Calt's and just drop it there. <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, Dennis. Uh, you must have missed me before. Um, <clears throat> As you're clearing your throat, Dennis has produced a second small horsehair broom and dustpan for you. Well, that's great, Dennis. There's a lot of flesh on the ground. If you could get started, that would be amazing. I've got very important things to talk to Zula about. Roll a deck save. <laughs> Roll a deck save for what? Roll a deck save. You're going to get slapped in the face. <laughs> Not necessarily. Or hit with a broom. Somebody's going to try to slap you in the face. <laughs> A two plus three, a five. Dennis shoves the broom and dustpan into your belt before you have a chance to react hey, and walks away. I would like to retort that he, he is met with a wall of physical force. <laughs> Hellish rebuke. <laughs> your, your dice said to uh, disagree. Oh, that's weird. And I'm just going to literally like staring at him. I'm going to <laughs> unclip and throw this set over the side. <laughs> They're going to run out eventually, uh, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, uh, Zula. Is, uh, hello, Zula. Are you there? After a moment of silence, you hear, 
All right, who's this then? It's your best friend, Colt. Oh, I don't know, recognize that voice. Boss! Boss, get over here! Also, the former casino inspector extraordinaire. Yeah, this is this is why they recognize that voice, and uh, you hear a voice on the uh, on the other end pick up in, uh, in a more sort of subdued tone and say, "Hello, Inspector." Well, hello, comrade. Uh, we're going to ask a few questions. Uh, you still have your map with all of the locations of the Mage Lords, yes? I sure do. But the the more that you aren't here pouring coins into my slots, the more I'm wondering if we made a bad deal. What's uh, What do you need help with? Well, just wondering. Uh, if you could do me just but one favor, well, um, if you could perhaps tell me if there are any Mage Lord ships from Feldrum to a far point. It's an F to F uh, type of deal. Uh, after a few moments, you hear fingers dragging across paper, a little bit of tapping here and there through the inspection. Uh, and she says, uh, here and there. What are you sailing to Farpoint for? Not much there aside from uh, dumping out refugees and wannabe black tide. Well, it's kind of an anniversary thing. We all met on Farpoint. We're going back to, 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 to just reward ourselves for our many great victories in the Badlands. Uh, roll deception. Rolling deception. Because Cult is so good at Yeah, but maybe Cult's only so good because he has a physical tell that wouldn't translate over a sending stone. You ever think about that? That's why I'm not adjusting advantage, man. Hey, it's a natural 20. That's right. what I like to see, baby. Yeah, I have right, a negative right, two then, uh, to that, but that's a nat 20, baby. Yeah, there seems to be a fleet on the western coast of Stoneholm and a few stragglers here and there. Nothing that dropping your sails if they come into eyesight won't help you avoid. Just put out your torches. You'll be fine. All right. I'm going to recount that perfectly to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um... All right. Everyone's oh. impressed with your accent work. Thank you, thank you. Um, what, is, is there people? Is there any other things we would like to ask? No, I, I think we're good. All right. Uh, let's. Uh, thank you so much, Shula. It's much appreciated. Can't wait to return and spend some of our valuable coin in your place. Uh, better soon. Next time you're asking for directions, it better be straight to my bar. And then the the call hangs up last order of business I, I mean are there any other things that you guys want to do before you go full stealth mode and and try to sail your way south um no nah, mave is gonna be moody and go to <laughs> the side of the ship uh okay just say yeah you, you seems like you guys got this um let, let me know if you need anything and she'll uh kind of go off and do her own thing i kind of um, i kind of want to imagine mave and jerry just like being, a couple being moody, moody together being Hold moody on. together. God damn it, you guys are getting ahead of me, son of a bitch. Um, okay, so uh, so that's Maeve. She she sort of mopes off to the side of the ship, uncharacteristically sad. Uh, Colt is very pleased with himself. Jetta and Locke, do either of you have final orders of business before we uh, hit that fast travel button? Uh, I just want to say to Locke, can we go there after we meet the dragon? I'm just saying it's not just self-interest. It's like 50-50 self-interest. But also, it'd be really useful to have the airship. I mean, unless something else happens when we get to Farpoint that necessitates our our uh, our needing to plan otherwise, then yeah, I guess we can go. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm just saying. Like I mean, after the drag. So, Jetta, you sort of step away. Lock you, I the horizon. Uh, wistfully, as you sail back to the uh, to the place of your ultimate humiliation, when you were stolen away from your family and brought to Farpoint, and the sun crests at the noontime point in the sky, you have a three-day journey ahead of you. Uh, you have the the food and the resources to survive the journey comfortably, but it might get a little cramped if you have to batten down the hatches. So, I'd like to to sort of skip ahead to uh, the evening as the sun. Uh, dips on the uh, uh, behind the tear on the west, creating a shimmering iridescent color along the horizon. And the moon begins to appear a little higher in the sky to the east. Maeve, you are standing near the bow of the ship, letting the wind blow through your hair in a way you haven't had the chance to do in quite some time. 
This is a very strange transformation that you've gone through that you don't fully understand. You have a grip on your powers, but other basic things from footsteps to feelings are all just a little off kilter. And it might not have caused any problems yet, but it gives you a general feeling of unease uh, that clearly, I'm inferring, you did not feel very comfortable sharing with the others. And that's okay, because you are in good company. As a matter of fact, somebody else has just undergone a very similar transformation as a loose bit of flesh is carried on the wind and hits you in the face. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, Jerry geez. is standing 10 feet down the <laughs> down the hall from you and similarly moping. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Jerry, I, I hate to ask, could you go downwind? <laughs> what? Like, what you- stand, stand on the other side of me. Why? Why would I do that? Okay, fine. And then Mavel kind of- No, fine, whatever. And then he throws his hands up in the air and marches across to the other side of the ship. Is that better? No, 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 you could still stay on this side, just like you were on my right before. Now you could just Oh, uh, I don't know what anyone wants me to do! Just stay there, oh my god. It, at first it looked kind of like a person with little flakes piling off. It's starting to look a little more truly necromantic, uh, and the moonlight bouncing off of like the sort of bony muscular visage is definitely a little creepy, but underneath mm-hmm. it is a face of vulnerability where Jerry has always been sort of like deadpan gnashing. Like you kind of see a kindred spirit. This is a kid lost in their body for all intents and purposes. And they're just like, fine, look, are you okay? Can I, is fine? <sighs> okay, I give me a second here. Um, are there like rags or something on the ship? Like maybe on the ground or put away? Absolutely, yeah. There are, there are the, the ropes going up the sides. People will hang stuff here and there. There's little chests and pouches all over the place. You can absolutely score a rag. Okay, so Maeve's gonna grab a rag and just be like, Jerry, just sit for a second. And she's gonna kind of like hold the rag up next to his face and totally just mm. ignore what he's saying. And then she's going to cast creation and use the rag to basically form uh, clothing for Jerry. He's clothed. There's still skin everywhere. Yeah, I'm very comfortable saying that the clothes are, are not in great condition. Um, so Maeve, can you describe the clothing that you create for Jerry? Um, imagine a shirt made of ship rags. Fair enough. <laughs> and like, like, like a, like a ship rag onesie. That's what it is. All right. So that then Jerry's going to look down at, at his shirt and be like, Oh, this is, this is the coolest thing ever. This is like, it looks just like, like it's made for me. Like yeah. it, it fits right, you know? Yeah, whatever. It's all right. No, li- li- I don't know. I have all these weird <sighs> memories from back when, you know, back when I was a different guy. And I, I've seen you around and stuff, but like, I, I can't, it's all blurry. I can only think about like today, you know? And I gotta say, today sucks. Today is awful. And this shirt is pretty rad. Well, um, happy birthday, Jerry. Actually, has it been a, a full day? No, or it's been less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours? Okay, well, um, happy birthday, Jerry. That's uh, your, your first gift ever. That, well, what do I get you for your birthday? Oh, uh, I don't know when my birthday is. Uh, I thought today was birthday. No, you were born. Hold on, wait, no, hold. Let me go get you something. And Jerry, Jerry runs away toward oh the God. toward the below decks, uh, and you're Jerry sort of left. And Maeve sitting you... in a tree. <laughs> That's not Please. what I'm shooting for, but okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> That's not what I'm shooting for at all. Jerry runs back upstairs, and he's carrying a small hatchet, and he says, "Um, again, I've only had like today, but I was having some fun playing with this downstairs." Looks like you could really mess someone up with it, but I don't know, you did something nice for me. I want to do something nice for you. And he hands you the hatchet as a gesture. Uh, Maeve gingerly uh, takes the hatchet from him. So it's like, oh, thanks. That's that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, no, um, listen, I know you're kind of, you're like good buds with my dad, right? Oh, oh, gee, no, um, he's fine, yeah. Could you just like, get him to back off a little bit. He's like, he's really like breathing down my neck and my skin is pretty loose. So that's not a good vibe. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Also, um, you're going to need to find other clothes in like a day. Just so you know. Oh, okay. I guess I'll just have another birthday tomorrow. And he walks away to the below decks. Uh, Maeve is going to hang out in the crow's nest. Classic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is there anyone else in the crow's nest by any chance? Not anymore. <laughs> she climbs up. And Jesus Christ! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> she's, she's I gave you a gold coin earlier! Sploosh. Um, <laughs> now you you do exactly that. The, uh, the a frequented once by bait and also Maeve, you are alone at the top of the ship as the moon crests in the midnight sky. The remaining three days of sail, thanks to your caution, are fairly uneventful. Uh, you have managed to skirt Mage Lord patrols uh, with the evasive maneuvers that Zula recommended before you eventually land and place uh, and dock your ship on the eastern coast of Farpoint, the same dock from which you initially sailed away upon your arrival here just about one year ago. The gangplank extends, and the island is open to all of you. What you're looking for, I don't think anyone quite knows, but any sign of the great dragon that created the tears is probably a good one. What do you all do? Well, time to look for Belle's corpse. And, uh... <laughs> 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 just walk stridently forward. At Farpoint, basically, the dock is just sort of a giant swath of beach leading to a couple of rolling hills, but most distinctly, there's a, 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 a squiggly road going up a very long, very s sort of stout hill that stretches about a mile up into the distance with a crumbling settlement visible at the top. There are no people in the small empty houses or shacks nearby. It is just beach, wrecked ships, and empty docks. You guys made it sound like there were people that lived here. I was hoping to, like, ask, like, Hey, have there been any sightings of dragons? Have you seen a dragon? Are there any stories of dragon? Have you been to that island over there that may or may not have a dragon? That kind, those kinds of questions. But. That's just setting yourself up for... A dragon! You know what? <laughs> Never mind. Never so, <laughs> the main question I have, does it look like they rebuilt much since I burned it down? Well, is this even the same place? Did you, this, as far as you can tell, Maeve, I'm going to say, yes, this is the same place. You guys made a mad dash down this hill that you will not soon forget. And I and burned everything down that I could find. Wasn't yes. quite my question, but um, it was more along the lines of, was this the same place, like the same timeline? same version of Firepoint yes, that we've yes. been to. As far as you know, in between the tears, everything that's happened in between the tears is a single continuous flow of time. Okay, That all means right. Stoneholm, Farpoint, Area Nor, Black Tide, all that stuff. Only Nar any all and meant to be took place outside of it. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. So, uh, Colt, you're looking around for signs of the damage that you inflicted, and it's visible on the docks given the sort of wrecked state down here, but I mean, you're at the bottom of the hill. You can't tell what's going on up there. Well, like I said, I'm off to find Bell's corpse. Colt is stridently making his way up the, the long hill. Jenny, the rest Jenny, of come. Do you want a big brother? <laughs> Literally. Oh, right. I'm Jerry. Shit. Hold on. I'm so used to you doing Jerry stuff. Uh, Jer Jerry just says, Ugh, I mean, like, no. And he just sort of like muscles past you. And you're just now noticing the new shirt. That may have provided uh, about a day or two ago. Uh, now that you're in the sunlight, it's very oh. clear. Jerry's got some new duds. Oh, very no, nice shot, Jerry. It only lasts twelve hours, Colin. Or no, oh, a day. No. A day. Oh, never. Never mind. Okay, then. Oh, then let me see if I'm just gonna roll a die here. Jerry Bob is naked. No, Jer okay. Having heeded the advice of Maeve, Jerry did return uh, to the storerooms downstairs and managed to find some clothes that fit him. Uh, a little better than the rags that did before. So he's got sort of a hodgepodge of, of, of Mage Lord robes, uh, black tide armor, and and uh, various bits of, of of padding and leather on his wrists and ankles. Can, can I say this? Can I say this? Mm -hmm. The shirt is inside out, and it says Dennis on the inside. It's like labeled, and the pants yeah. are huge on him. Very obviously, yes. bubble butts. Like they're yeah. cinched so up. So, so Jerry like walks by you like yeah no I don't whatever and he looks at Maeve and he points at his clothes like eh, I did good right she'll give and him a thumbs like, up like good job bud very good Jerry very good learning how to dress oneself is an important step on becoming a real boy I'm gonna go up the hill too yeah I'll follow Jetta but I'm gonna go much slower just trying to take in or I guess re see all of the sights that. I saw sure. before, because well, the last time I walked up this dock was when they're putting us in a fucking cage. So yeah, trigger Basically. warning. Yeah, and I'd say that that's something that hits the three of you that were here before. I'm not gonna have you roll any particular saves. React how you feel is appropriate. 
But yeah, this is a pretty dark place for all of you. Um, call, you, you, you were brought here pretty shortly after you murdered your dad and your best friend. Locke, after you failed your family, you were brought here against your will and ejected from the organization to which you pledged your life. And Maeve, the people that put you here made you believe that you had killed your parents and burned down your childhood home. And that is absolutely the association all three of you have as you march up this hill. Where at the same time you're thinking, oh yeah, this is also where Edmund lost his hat because we were almost on fire, sprinting downhill, being chased by people with giants and arrows and, and a huge, uh, a huge angry resurrected orc. Uh, and and it's, all, it's all just a slurry of bullshit that Jetta, you are blissfully unaware of. And you're watching these three morose, sad motherfuckers around you make their way up that the is, hill. I am not sad. In fact, I've got like a whistle going on. It's like, wouldn't it be crazy if like Bell's head ended up here? <laughs> wouldn't that be wild? Gee, Maeve, gee, Locke, you look like you got trauma associated with this place. How strange. <laughs> um, yeah. Locke is ignoring that and just like is on edge scanning around trying to make sure that there's nobody also. skulking. Yeah, uh, lock perception with advantage. Yeah, I yeah, because Maeve would be helping him with that too. Colin, you say undead orc? Uh, yeah, because you guys killed Barklock, Far Lord Barklock, and then he like sort of like woke back up and started screaming and yelling, and he threw Bait off the cliff. And you thought that killed Bait until you knew Bait could turn into a bird. I didn't know anything about the undead. Am I just completely misremembering something here? I'm saying undead now. That is not something I said at the time. You killed the orc, and then it it moved and spoke to you. Whatever forces behind that, I should not characterize. Okay. Um, I, I, but yes, you killed Barclock, and then it was like, you filthy animal, blah, and threw bait off the cliff. That was uh, episode three. I got a, a dirty 20, by the way, for perception. You making your way up the hill as, as Maeve sort of like next to you thinks over what happened before, you don't see much, but you do hear some skittering. The sound of almost uh, a like... <sighs> Hard substance on hard substance that if you had to, you would you would you would attribute to like a crab-like creature, something something with a, a hard outer shell. Do I hear in the distance? In the distance, you just hear whatever ambient sound effects I've laid down mm. for this part of the edit, and I'd say that it, unless somebody takes action, you proceed in this way, led by Colt's whistle, to the top of the hill where you enter the uh, the broken down shanty town of Farpoint. And there are parts of it that are indeed as destroyed as you recognize, uh, call it from your own doing, but there are parts that seem to be reconstructed. Uh, the food hall in particular uh, is in place, as well as the Far Lord's uh, mansion seems to be half built. The tower is still crumbled and Bell's cages are, are empty and toppled as far as you can tell. But somebody's been at work here. And as you uh, somebody cooked it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, yep. Um, and and lock your your perception check is going to pay off once again as the skittering sound returns and a voice bellows over the area around you that says, "If you want to go any further, you're gonna need to speak to the Far Lord." Ozai. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I said, Far Lord. Oh, Far Lord. Height, and I'm going to shoot this man. No, just okay. You, you don't actually see a person. That's the interesting thing. The voice is sort of echoing, but it's coming from different areas around wow. you. Uh, and where uh, you, is the Far Lord, so that we may speak to them? The Far Lord. Why don't you step inside? And the voice echoes from now directly and distinctly from the two-story, half-reconstructed house in front of you where uh, where the Far Lord used to rest before you killed him. Uh, that's okay. We can wait out here. This feels ambushy. Yeah, how, how does everybody else react to this? Is this the house where Bait got something out of before we left? It is. Okay. <laughs> Maeve, I remember, was very, very curious, but was also very mm -hmm. scared of the fire. Um, she's like, um, yeah, all right. Let's let's go see Mr. Farlord. Uh, babe, uh, babe, maybe that's a bad idea. This feels like very ambushy. I'll I'll be okay, Jetta. But you can come with me if you want. Uh, sure. Yeah. I 
Yes. All right, let's do it. Uh, so, Jetta, you lead the charge into this house. As you step in, the floorboards creak under you, and ashen wood drifts from above, and you see a, a strange mixture of things. Unlike some of the other structures were rebuilt with wood, you're also seeing bits of, like, flora and, 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 and like, seashells. Seems to be a strange amalgam of stuff that does not match the aesthetic of before. And uh, you hear the voice echo from in, from behind the Far Lord's broken down throne that says, it, uh, "Welcome to welcome to my domain." And the the wildly inconsistent accent echoes off of all of this stuff, and it's very clear that this voice is a single person, even though it came from multiple locations. It is clearly the same voice coming from directly behind this throne. Is it a little like E.P. Small? Far Lord. As uh, Maeve leads you in there, and this is uh, made clear to all of you, you step forward and you push the throne aside and you see the most curious of creatures, a crab-like man wearing a wizard's hat. Oh my Sitting there, God. very sheepishly, looking up at you and saying, Well, hello there. I'm Far Lord Ragoon. How can I help you? So I'm buying a new car. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm going to have to buy a new car myself soon. My car is just fucking me at every turn. I hope it's point. not fucking you. I, that sounds like a pretty nice God car. <laughs> is that on the new Mercedes? Where do you get that feature? The stick shift is actually the seat. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh man! Okay. Got that juice turn signal. Like, like for, for, first it was the radiator, then ah. it was the battery, then it. Chapter, why like- did we keep driving in loops around the block? <laughs> <laughs> Fucks me at every turn. <laughs> and then so I got a thirteen. Like the radiator is gonna fuck me again. Uh, feels like the engine is about to fuck me. So. I hope you got some yeah. burn ointment. That's why you use lube to avoid the friction. Uh-huh, I got a uh-huh. 19. So I got a 13. Okay, 19. well, hold on. I didn't call for the die roll, and I got Too bad, bitch. No, for for the sake of a sound edit, give me just a second here. For the sake of me not wanting to talk about fucking cars anymore. <laughs> Too late. There it is. Blasticles. Woo! Had to force that bad boy out.